0: Hello, Pastor Lisa Bates-Froyland here from Redeemer Lutheran Church in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Welcome to our fourth season of the Redeemer Lives, Redeemer Lives podcast, a more portable way to take in the weekly preaching and music here at Redeemer. This season, we weather the winter months together. Join us as we prepare for Christmas in December and get to know Jesus through scripture and song in January, February, March, and then head toward a crescendo in April with a retelling of Jesus' death and resurrection. Imagine that, a religion founded on the promise that new life can emerge from death. And lucky us here in Wisconsin, because nature will be showing us this truth at the very same time. And now, here's the sermon. I was listening to one of my favorite non-biblical sources of wisdom yesterday afternoon, Hidden Brain on National Public Radio with Shankar Vedantam. And he was talking about mindsets and how it seems to be that there are two different kinds of people in this world. How many different categories have you heard of that? Anyway, yesterday it was those who perceive the world to be mostly an unsafe place, an unsafe place, as opposed to those who perceive the world as being full of wonder, And he went on to say that the studies show that those who perceive the world mostly unsafe are pretty miserable, um, and they have some health problems as well that are correlated with that mindset. The mindset has nothing to do with one's personal circumstances, one's traumas, or the conditions of their life. just some people see the world as a mostly unsafe place, and some perceive it as full of wonder and something to be explored and delighted in. So Jesus, in today's, in today's gospel, is proposing a shift in mindset here as well. And the shift is from power to service, in terms of what is greatness all about. Is greatness about power and wielding power, or is it about service to others? Before we get into that, though, we have an example. In the Gospel of Matthew only, um, Matthew decides to put in this character of James and John's mother. It's an ancient example of what I hear is now being called a bulldozer parent. The bulldozer parent who tries to get rid of any hazards along the way so that the child will have the easiest possible path to whatever that child wants in life. So as a bulldozer mom, uh, the mother of James and John says, don't worry, boys, I will ask for promotions on your behalf. And Jesus looks at her and at them and says, wow, you just don't get it. You don't get it. He tells them, and then more importantly, he shows what he means. He's telling and showing that any greatness that there is In our ministry does not come from wielding power over others, like the example of the Gentile tyrants that he talks about in other uh, communities of faith, but instead by serving alongside. And this word alongside is really important, and you'll see why in a minute. So after telling this, then he shows them how that third part of the gospel that Brittany just read to you they're going along on their way but jesus is willing to stop everything to heed the cry of the two blind men by the side of the road they are especially good at getting his attention because by saying son of david it's clear that they know in full who he is that he is the promised messiah but there have been so many other choices jesus could have made in that moment He was busy. He had the 12 with him. They were on their way to Jerusalem. And yet he stopped and dropped everything to go to the side of the road to two people who needed their help, needed his help, and he healed them on the spot. The alongside part of all of this is the last three words of our reading today, which are very key and could be neglected completely. They were healed and they Followed him. They joined up with the group that were moving on their way to Jerusalem. So it's not that they were like, I'm healed, I see, bye, thanks, see ya, maybe later or never. They join in right away. This is so wonderful to be preaching on a day when we are baptizing Cooper into this family of faith that is so wide and so broad. It certainly extends all the way to Ohio and beyond (laughs) where his family lives, because this is a value of our faith. I met with the family yesterday briefly, and we were kind of joking around how an older understanding of baptism that was very prevalent, might still be prevalent in some places, is that his baptismal certificate that he will get in a little bit is like his ticket out of hell. But it is, it is that, it is key to the eternal life that we have and the baptismal journey. And also, there's a big presumption here that his Christian journey does not both begin and end today, that it continues, that his family continues to share with him about who God is and who Jesus is and was and will be and the values of our faith in the here and now. So you'll see what baptism means in the here and now throughout the blue pamphlet that we are going to go through during the baptism. But here's one of the core values. That service is the mark of greatness when it comes to being Christian. Service is the mark of greatness. So we would rather wield a crockpot or a piano than a sword and a scepter as Christians in faith. So this is the value and the mindset in which we baptize and in which all of you were baptized as well. We are called to serve. And there is joy and benefit in serving, right? There is that purpose. If you're feeling awkward in a moment, but there's something that you can do to help another person, it feels great to do that. There's something for you to do in that moment. We have seen evidence that being in service to others helps mental health. We have somebody who's serving at the Thursday pantry every week because it was prescribed to him to do community service as a way of retrieving his lost short term memory. I kid you not, it's true. There are so many other kids' activities that Cooper and his brothers are involved with, and sometimes they have different kinds of rewards, trophies or medals, maybe the honor of being on a traveling team, perhaps scholarships later on when it's time to think about what happens after high school, and hopefully also healthy bodies and minds and some really neat friends come out of all of those activities as well. Service offers a bunch of other types of benefits. So in faithful and biblically literate communities of faith, as we pray we are here at Redeemer, greatness shows itself in service. Crockpots and pianos and more. A really great example of this, oh, he's not here today, but is Pastor Mick Roschke, and he was my mentor when I first started serving here. And Brian and Lisa got to know him as well. Twelve years ago, almost 13 years ago, when I first started coming, 12 years ago, almost 13 years ago, when I first started coming around Redeemer, and Pastor Mick said, Lisa, I think you should think about a call to be pastor here. And I thought that the ministry here was so profound and so immense and so deep that I asked him how can you trust me you barely know me how can you trust me to do this kind of ministry and he paused for a moment and then he said Lisa I watched you interacting with the people when we hosted the community picnic and that's really all I needed to see and when I accepted a call here Pastor Mick, with 40 years' experience to my zero, insisted that I would not be associate pastor and he senior pastor. He insisted from day one we be co-pastors together, completely perceived as equal. Because Pastor Mick has always gotten it, greatness through service, no power involvement. This congregation's greatness comes through its service, too. I doubt that anyone could argue with that. Host to uh, Red Cross sheltering here many times, our noon-run meal on Sundays, our food pantry on Thursdays. We find joy and energy in that. And also what we are planning for now, a mental health clinic in the lower level and the gospel brunch, a time where all will come together closer to noon, for food and fellowship and great music, side by side, alongside. And a great symbol of all of this is taking form right now in Jeff Bray's woodworking shop. He has taken one of the old pews from down below this service. There are two of them, <laughs> not just one but two. There are two of them that were taken They were in storage in the undercroft underneath um, this part of the church. Took them to a shop. He's taking them apart so that they won't be pews any longer. They'll be made into tables that people can sit at and share a meal at, perhaps in there over the gospel brunch. Fed by the Word of God in music and nourished with an agape meal together, they will hopefully color in all five stars. <laughs> And as we leave the table, side by side, we will say, great service. And how can I help? Thanks be to God. Amen. So the words are, you are all, I am not. This is Jesus. You are all that I am. Break down these walls. Take my brokenness. Rebuild me to shelter your name.